I think it was Timberland. I saw an interview with him that said that if you're an artist and you're not moving with the times, you're not a good artist, you know? You need to be aware of everything that's going on and and trying new different things, challenging yourself. Hey, you got to tune into this one all the way from South Africa. We got an amazing talent on our show today. Her name is Kat. Now, check this interview out. We got really cool. We got to talk about meditation for a little bit. You guys got to see my big brain moment in this. I'm actually kind of smart. Uh, but no, no, very exciting. Kat is an amazing performer. I got to watch some of her TV performances. Thanks to her record label and uh, promoter as well, Devo Entertainment there. Uh, so, so cool. Got to meet them from unlikely places and everything. And uh, here we are. Uh, listen closely and learn something new. This was a lot of fun. Hey everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeff, Unlikely Places, in the video format now. Brand new, finally got a webcam, got this all set up. Uh, have an editor now, so it's easier to do all this kind of stuff. We're here with Kat today. Hey Kat, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, excited to be speaking globally. Where Where are you now? Where are you uh, in, calling from? I'm in Cape Town, South Africa. Very cool. So we're actually <laughs> reaching globally. We're going further than just the UK and the US for our show, which is very cool. And uh, we'll start right off. We'll get right into the questions and just keep going. We always have fun on the show. Uh, what got you into music? Uh, basically, my dad, he would he played Guns N' Roses to me since I was in the womb. So I've been hearing music since before I was born. And um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, basically him. He got me into rock from a very young age and it grew from there. My mom was involved with theater. So I got it from that side. So both sides heavily oh, wow. in influenced me. Yeah. <laughs> so not just one side. You got both sides coming at you creatively, artistically, everything under the bun. Did it ever get overwhelming in the beginning to kind of get where you found yourself in the scene for music and all that? The only thing that's ever been overwhelming is my love for it and my passion. <laughs> and yeah, the, the it's overwhelming how much I wanted it and want to do it and love it. Mm. And yeah, it can't get enough. Oh, I understand that feeling at the radio show here. We, I'm a musician as well. So outside of here, yeah. I play music too. And I play bars and, and play places. It gets to the point where you put so much into it that sometimes the light starts to fade. You get nervous and then you're like, where do I go from here? Stuff like that. But you just got to keep pushing through, which is, you know, I see you doing all new stuff. We get into that as well. We'll start with what was your first instrument? Uh, when learning music, what did you first learn on? <laughs> so cool. No one's ever asked me that before. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. No, I'm very, I'm, I'm proper classically trained. I'm a pianist. So I was oh, wow. um, piano. Yeah. That was my first instrument. My voice, I sang since birth, but um, basically um, piano was the first thing. And that's the instrument that I gravitate to the one I understand the most. Now I'll always go back to the piano. And I mean, um, Halloween now is performed on the piano. So I always find it to be the most Ooh. emotional, the most connection. If I've had a bad day, the only thing I want to do is go and play my piano. You can see it's actually right there behind me. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Look, we, we, got the, we got the best part, the piano. We're going to interview the piano now. All right. We're going to interview the, the piano. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I have a, our thumbnail artist for our show is a very good uh, classically trained uh, pianist and guitarist. So he's been uh, teaching me a couple of the ropes uh, for doing that kind of stuff. And uh, I've always like, I a guitar is good for getting that raw anger out. But if you really just like somber about your emotions, you got to kind of have that piano in there. So I have 100%. one, but it's like buried behind in the closet here so i gotta get it back out i gotta start playing again um so you got into using uh the looper which i find very fascinating um how did you come about finding that and and how did you make that your own sound 
Okay, so this is a story. So, um, <laughs> perfect. No, ba- <laughs> basically, um, I've been, I've played in bands my whole life, um, always with other musicians and things. Like I can play a lot of instruments, but I always wanted to be front and center, you know, lead singer, you know, all that kind of thing. And I didn't want to play an instrument while I did that. Uh, but then COVID happened, and then we couldn't ah. meet with people, and we couldn't play shows in big bands and all of that. Also, I ended up back in South Africa um, during COVID, which if mm. I wanted to play shows, if you want to play shows as a band, you're going to make peanuts. But if yeah. you're, yeah, but if you're a solo artist, you could make a little bit of a living. So I thought to myself, how am I going to do this? The thing is that I am not attracted to sitting and playing a guitar, an acoustic guitar and just singing. It's, it's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. it has its place and I don't diss it, but it's just not for me. So I thought, how can I get a big sound, all the instruments I love, but do it all myself? And that's how I found out about looping. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to do it all myself because I can play all the instruments, but I just, you know, you can't do it all at once. So I got a looper pedal, struggled forever, a hundred different um, tutorials, but then I found Ableton. Um, okay. and got my, yeah. So I got myself an Ableton push too. And that's when I really started to be able to craft and be able to do it properly. Um, so yeah, if without, without Ableton, I wouldn't be where I am or what I am today. Um, and I, and it's, it's not only great for performing live, it's a great songwriting tool. Ableton's, oh, I love it so much. It's, um, yeah. So that's, that's basically how I got started was co- thanks to COVID. <laughs> Um, I'm a theater school kid, so I went to theater school from a from mm. young age. So I bring the theatrics. I bring the theatrical mm. elements. I tell I'm known as a storyteller. I want to tell you. I don't want to. I don't want to just play you a song that you can listen to in the background. I want your attention, and I want to tell you a story. <laughs> so that's, that's what I tried. That's what I try to do. Um, you know, I'll dance around. I'll make the faces. I'll, but but it's more. <laughs> I'll dive in with the emotion of the song and really try and make you feel that emotion. And if I can make you feel something, then I've done my job right. I just came back from tour. We toured um, uh, another region in South Africa, so wow. KwaZulu Natal, which is not where I live. Um, so yeah, so we I just did a two week tour there. That was incredible to change cities every night and you know not know where we are and just get on the stage and play every night that was incredible and drive through some through some very 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 dodgy places and basically tribal lands and everything it was but it was all part of the adventure so i absolutely loved it um no but i grew up traveling so traveling's in my blood it's what i it's what i um it's what I really like to do. Um, and it's just also, it's taught me so much, you know, so I grew up in, I grew up in Asia, I grew up in Hong Kong. So I learned, yeah. So I learned a lot there from the music scene there. It taught me a lot. And then again, Japan, as I tell everyone, like Japan, you have to up your game. Like, Mm -hmm. because the Japanese, whatever it is, they, they choose to do, they do it perfectly. Um, yeah. So I, um, when I got on stage in Japan, it was like, do not screw this up. Like you have yeah. to, be you have <laughs> to be perfect. And, oh, and the thing was as well, they didn't like, I didn't get to just perform myself. Like they lumped me with other Japanese artists. Oh, okay. So then I was like, well, I really have to be perfect because now I'm playing with other Japanese people and they were like, you know, incredible. So, yeah. So again, I, I got to take, you know, those little elements from it and the UK as well. 
you know, UK just taught me a lot about performing and a lot about dealing with like mm. bar crowds and as I'm yeah. sure you can imagine. Um, and those yeah. are those are like ten people. I can't even imagine what it's like with you know more than ten people, like two hundred, three hundred, <laughs> five hundred, five thousand. You know, it's like it's can't it's not it's the same dynamics, just a lot like a bigger scale. You know, so mm. I can't even imagine. Mm, mm. <laughs> it, it's yeah, um, it just everywhere I've gone has really just taught me different things, little co- even cultural things, musical things, mm-hmm. all sorts of things that I've been able to put in my repertoire and add to my style now to make me unique. So I think it was Timberland. I saw mm-hmm. an interview with him that said that if you're an artist and you're not moving with the times, you're not a good artist, you know? You need to be aware of everything that's going on yes. and, and trying new different things, challenging yourself. So I want to talk about your blog series, though. Definitely, uh, uh, that was uh, something uh, I saw. That 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 we do have. Um, okay. How did you go across uh, doing blogs? Was uh, what what made you want to do those? Okay, you need content. Okay, in this mm-hmm. day and age, it's like a content machine is what's needed. Yes. So you need oh, stuff yes. to do, and it became it's like not sustainable for me to like constantly come out with new music all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah, because yeah, you can write to your heart's content, but actually putting it together, making it sound good, you know, it, it takes it takes time, and then you also got to live life, earn your money, all that jazz. Oh, so. Yeah. So um, I decided, you know what? I'm actually a DIY artist. I do it all myself. I arrange mm-hmm. everything myself. I am part of a label, but they don't really do anything for me. So, oh, uh, yeah, no, like they literally just put my music online. I mean, I love my label, but I mean, they just they just put my music online. They don't arrange all the things for me. So everything I've done, I've done myself. I arranged all the Very shoots, cool. everything myself. So I thought, you know what? That's an interesting story to tell how a DIY artist does it in this day and age because nobody actually knows. I didn't know. I had to figure it out for myself. Yes, it's one of those things that gets really challenging too. It's not it's not easy. That's not easy. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, it's your own self-motivation and, you know, no one's asking me to do this. So to keep being my cheerleader to like be like, "Come yeah. on, Kat, you can do it." You know. Um so the the <laughs> the vlogs just kind of cover that, the different things that go on in my life and um th- that's kind of I I just thought it might be an interesting thing to, to show people that this is how you do it all yourself. I thought maybe someone could learn from it because it's not something I've seen um, mm. or be inspired by. It. I mean, my whole thing, especially, uh, uh, so I, t- I mentioned that I was doing, uh, I did a tour. We filmed the entire tour. We did a, a documentary and the whole theme of that Ooh. tour is empowerment, doing it all yourself, which was the same message with Wolves. You know, I'm very much getting people to like, you know, go out there and, you know, achieve your dream, yeah. do it, you know, overcome being the underdog, all of that. And, um, and, the, and so, you know, if, my, if someone can watch my vlog and be like, Hey, if she can do it, I can do it. Like she's doing it all on her own. There's no one helping her. Then. Yeah. I mean, obviously I, I hire people to help me and stuff, but um, oh yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> but you got know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I just, I just thought it was an interesting story to tell. It's the same reason why I think a lot of YouTubers too, they, they switch over to music, but now it's the music people switching over to doing YouTube uh, because they realize their fans like them and they want to know not just music. They want to know everything. And it's, mm-hmm. and it, it builds, you're going to build a slow fan base, but once you rock it in, it makes it a foundation of people that you could trust. And then there's the foundation of new people that come in, see if they blend in and stuff like that. And, and as the radio show, we've experimented with different, you know, communities, stuff like that. I mean, you have to try it's trial and error you know even with everything that you do and uh with the music though it seems like it's been going that direction where now it's not just the musician now you're the promoter now you're the uh you know and it drains what 
originally the song, you know, you write a song and it used to be, I wrote a demo acoustic, you give it to the label, they put you with the band, or if you had a band, they set you up with the recording room, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now it's, okay, what program do I download at home? <laughs> all right, I have to spend all this money on equipment because studio time is now vintage and acquired by people and it's so expensive. Even in Connecticut, I've gotten screwed because of studios. Like, it's just too much. Then you can get lucky. You could find people. Uh, like, I found Fernando Perdomo, who is a fantastic producer and fantastic guy. Frankie Saragusa as well. He is uh, part of our show's history and everything. These guys are great. Um, and, and they're not expensive, which is amazing. Uh, but then I'm like, do I really want to give the song to them? Because I'm like, this is my baby. You know? And it's mm. you have that difficulty. But then I found out, like, even with the radio show, Half the battle is the like recording and doing it. The other half, which is the most important part, which is harder, is the promotion. And it's draining to sell yourself 24-7. I oh, have God. learned that, but it's worth it in the end because I, 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 I'm hoping it is. I'm seeing it with your career that it actually <laughs> is. It seems like oh. you're really happy doing this, which is amazing, which inspires me to keep going, too. So it's awesome. Oh. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I got it right. I inspired someone. That's awesome. Thank you. They, see, they, your goal is done now. It's over, everybody. Done. It's done. Awesome. It's over. <laughs> it's only one of us, one person. No, I, I'm classic <laughs> on saying that myself. Like, if one person listens to my song, then like 10 people listen to it. I'm like, whoa. Then 100 people listen to it. And then I'm like, the next song I release, if it doesn't reach where the last one reaches, I'm upset. I'm like, wait a second. You know, it used to be just one person. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, one of the best things that happened to me was um, there was a, a, she was actually a radio host a local one here mm. and she was disabled she actually didn't have um oh, wow she didn't have past her elbow she wow. she, did, she did with her elbows um and she was a radio host and she said to me wow hearing wolves my my first single was so empowering for her because it's an anthem for the underdogs and she said her whole life everyone's told her she can't do anything because you know she doesn't have forearms and she said she found that song such an anthem to be like actually screw you i can do it you know
And you also wrote that with Mark Hayes, and I wanted to get into that as well. I'm hmm. familiar with a few of Mark Hayes' songs, and he's pretty popular, which is amazing. Uh, tell us about working with him. Uh, that must have been a lot of fun on, on the song Wolf's. How did that come about? I, I, my agent booked me to play a show, I thought. I arrived there and found out, no, I was booked into a competition. And I was like, oh, oh. okay. I didn't realize, but all right. And Mark happened to be one of the judges of the competition. Oh. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do it. So I performed that night. And, of course, that night, everything on my equipment went wrong. Everything oh, no. that could go wrong <laughs> went wrong, but I kept going and I kept trying and whatever. And at the end of it, Mark came up to me and he was like, I can see what you're trying to do, um, but this is <laughs> some things you should work on if you want to do what you're trying to do. Uh, and then he was like, are you working with a producer? And then I was like, no, I'm looking for one. He's like, I'm getting into producing now because you, ah. you know, he's like, he's a big rock artist, but now um, he's wanting to, he, he wanted to start producing people. So uh, we got talking and we realized that we actually like, got along really well and had similar musical tastes and similar sense of humor and all sorts of things. So we were like, actually, we could spend hours in a room together and not kill each other. So there you uh, go. <laughs> he you said to me, the Beatles, you beat the Beatles out by that opinion. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, interesting, you bring up the Beatles because he mm. um, he said to me, bring me six songs and let's see what happens. And Wolves was actually the song I wrote the night before I went to go and see Mark. Because uh, um, he, he was like, I want you to bring something on your cigar box guitar. And so Wolves happened. Cool. Um, yeah. Also, luckily, someone pissed me off, and that's how Wolves grew. You know you know how songs go. Someone yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. That's the best part of songwriting. You have an amazing experience. You go, oh, this was, this was terrible. And then you're like, wait, wait. It's a songwriting experience. It's going to be exactly. amazing. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you know it. You know it. Um, and so yeah, uh, and then Mark and I. It really is like George Martin and the Beatles. You know how he was like the fifth yes. member of the band. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Mark is a hundred percent a part of my project. He's completely my musical partner in this. He really he got not only musically got like I'll take him something. I bring him the bones and then he puts on the meat and the fat and the flesh and That's all of that. That's me with the editor for my blogs, uh, Josh Bradley. Like I'll write something and it's like, everybody's like, oh, you did a great job writing this. And I feel so guilty being like, yeah, I wrote this because at the end of it all, I was just the, like the bones, like you were saying, mm. and he edited what made me want to reread what I wrote and love it. Oh, like, it's uh, so cool. <laughs> you, you see, you see. So yeah, yeah I understand. hundred <laughs> percent. So he, um, and but it's not just that he guides me career-wise personal life-wise anything I've got a question on or don't know how to handle mm -hmm. I can pick up the phone and, and talk to him and he's there nice. for me as as a mentor um so he's more than just a producer he's a mentor he's he's incredible I can't speak high enough of him and he really he really has supported me and I mean he's got a name he's a big deal he still goes and shares my stuff and still goes and talks That's about amazing. me you know He's and really that's, supportive. that's rare to find these days too. And it's, it's, it's not as rare, which is beautiful, but it's still rare to find somebody that, that does that, who doesn't care where they're at in life. They just want to kind of share it and, and exactly. give back in a sense, but not give back in the sense of, oh, I'm giving back because I can and being, you know, bragging about it. They're actually just want to do it because it's part of their, like in their heart to do it, which is such an amazing thing. And in this music field, people don't, people forget, I should say, uh, that it's not a competition. 
it's really not. And the competitions are there for you to grow and, you know, we can win contests and stuff like that. But when it mm-hmm. comes down to music, it's so hard for somebody to get started if everybody's like, you can't play here until you're this or you can't do this until you're this. But at the same time, I wonder if it also is that drive because of not being able to do that stuff that kind of, I don't know, forces us into becoming those kind of musicians. So it's I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I really wish part of the community were less gatekeepy about it. Yeah, yes. You know? I agree with that. Uh, for those that don't know what gatekeeping is, it's exactly what we just <laughs> described. Uh, it's uh, you know, blocking people from, uh, you know, for anybody out yeah. there that watches the show, it's like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, hashtag just learn gatekeeping today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's just, it's an interesting field as uh, it's, it could, it could be very demanding, um, especially on those that are really creative and put their heart out there too. It becomes, sometimes it's the enemy. You wake up in the morning and go, I don't want to get up today. I'm going to yeah. just, I, I did, you know, a year's worth of work in three weeks. I'm taking this week off, you know, but yeah. it's very rewarding when you can push through that and say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this. You know, scheduling is probably really important too. Uh, I wanted to speak about that. How do you go about doing all that you do without burning out? How does, how, do, what is the secret cat? What is your, what is your secret for that? <laughs> uh, wow. Doing this, I did work office jobs and stuff. So I did cool. learn some of those skills. Um, I did learn a bit. I was the PA to like theater producers. My, 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 it's my grounding in theater. That's what it is. Uh, I grew up in the theater, went to theater school, all of that, that teaches you, first of all, vocal techniques so that you don't lose your voice eventually. Mm. Um, And discipline, practice and time management. So I'm so lucky that I did start out thinking I was going to go into theater because it's taught me everything that's kept me constantly going. Uh, So, so that's it. Um, Also, prioritizing so at like seven o'clock at night i'm like okay i'm gonna have my dinner now i'm gonna watch this movie and i'm not gonna think about my music career that's extremely hard hard yeah that's hard for me with uh, the radio career it's it's the same thing where like you think you're good and then all of a sudden you're like oh god i just spent six hours on something i was supposed to do tomorrow you know (laughs) exactly exactly because the thing but you have to prioritize because first Mm -hmm. of all then yeah, you will burn out if you don't stop. But also you become uninspired. There's so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't write. And why can't I write? Because all I'm thinking about is write. Like I must go out and live life, do something (laughs) to then get inspired by. So it's very important as a musician to not forget to go live life and not just get stuck in the practicing and all of that. Um, But the last thing is honestly just love. I love it so Mm. much. I can't, it feeds my soul. If I'm not performing, I'm not happy. So partially, I just, I love it. Try, 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 and I try, and I try, and I try. 
satisfaction. Push me and then just touch me till I can get my satisfaction. So this, as you would know, is a mandolin. Yes. Um, I have no clue how to play it, so I idolize the fact that you can. I think that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and this is a banjo lin. So half, really? a mand- half a mandolin, half a banjo. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah, so- that's a little unique. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. quite interesting. So thought you find that interesting. Oh. Yeah, very. I like that. <laughs> so I have a little guitar called a guitar lele. It's half a guitar, half a ukulele. Uh, so it's like a uke with six strings. So it's got a very oh, wow. interesting, yeah, it's got a very interesting sound. And I was trying my best to write something commercial. I wanted to just write a nice commercial song that I could ensure <laughs> was going to get on radio, you know, on commercial radio. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, here, here. Let me tell you a whole story. So, oh, all right. So I um, I was trying to write, trying to write, trying to write, and then one night in a dream, I, I was I was in this part. So when I was writing Halloween, I was making a decision. I was like, kind of in this purgatory. I was like, am I going to move 
somewhere else? Or am I going to stay here? What am I going to do? And I wasn't sure. And then I had this whole dream that kind of played out a scenario for me. And I heard the song in the dream. So I woke up, sang it into my phone quickly, and then went back to sleep. Anyway, and then um, I ended up writing that song. And that song was kind of a catharsis of like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to. But that that song kind of played out a scenario in my head. And it it helped me work out a decision. Um, But it was just about a certain time in my life um, where I was feeling not happy with where I was. I was kind of like waiting around. But anyway, um, I... Sorry, I say I'm a lot. Um, it's all good. It's all good. I um so so I I was looking for comfort, and that song is a very comforting, cozy kind of song. We have done a lo-fi remix of it, Ooh. and uh, yeah, so that's even more cozy and comforting. If you ever feel a bit down, play that, and you'll feel better. So complicated, pretty girls in small rooms I just can't take it all In a city not my own So I guess I'll drink up, I guess I'll get going You've forgotten I'm here, you just don't care And so I go, I'll go As I walk down the street one thought I'll repeat I'll be home for Halloween it will be you and me I'll be Jack on ice, everything I do Is to get back to you I tried so hard, I gotta keep going I come so far, it's all I want Right next to you I belong with you As I walk down the street There's one thought I'll be home for Halloween It will be you and me I'll be home for Halloween It will be baby you and me It will be baby you and me Just be strong, I'll be home 
we filmed a documentary on my previous tour, um, which it covers a lot of things. It covers, first of all, being a female artist in this country, which comes with a lot of things, or just being a female artist at all, being DIY, being your own boss. And then, yeah, the motivation to keep going. We all get down. We all have issues. We all have problems. And um, the motivation to pick yourself up and keep on going. I mean, I cry a lot on the documentary (laughs) as well. Um, I get insulted and upset, but we keep on going. And I'm glad you're brave enough to show that. I I was so moved. Um, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but this year alone, I have become one because I have found something about special about her doing what she did in the recent music video of showing the eating disorders and showing things in the rawest form. Because we as a society love to hide things that are blemishes or supposedly blemishes. And to put that all out there, it helps somebody from the younger coming up saying, okay, it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be different. And I really, really appreciate you being brave enough to be able to do that. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll share it around. We'll share that around. Because that's something so of that message. Just show yourself and being like, this is me. And I'm not afraid of me. And that's uh, that's powerful. That's that's beyond powerful. Well, so it's also, really cool. but it's also, if you want to, sh- you show a weak moment, it makes someone else feel better. Because then they're like, oh, I'm not such a screw up. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, so that was something at the reject show too. Uh, Tyson mentioned like how they got started with All American Rejects. And, and Tyson brought up kind of the fact that, uh, um, you know, we were just weird guys that couldn't make it in Oklahoma and look at us mm-hmm. now. And it's, it's, I feel like musicians were never meant to be where we started. I think life gives you options to, to view, to learn, to, and they repetitively make you learn. If you mess up again, it's brutal. It's like life <laughs> says, I just told you, what are you doing? And here's the slap. <laughs> you know? And it's, it, it's, it's brutal. And it's something that I felt like meditation finally was able to access that like, oh, wow. Okay. I see where I'm going wrong here. And it's not that it's me. It's me, but in a way that I didn't see it, you know, stuff like so, that. You're able to kind of think about it. <laughs> I want to know if you noticed this. So, I mean, I also sure. myself meditate. So, um, you know, like I've got sure. issues myself. And so um, I meditate and I notice like sometimes I'll work through a problem or an issue I have, you know, like a deep seated yeah. something. And if, if it takes journaling or do, I mean, I do crystals and cards and all sorts of things like that. That's if I do cool all. So if I, I, I work through it and then I'm like, right, I've worked through this problem. I can face this now. And then life goes, okay, can you? Well, here we no. go. Nope. And exactly. It, and instantly it wants to face you with your thing. And you're like, wait, I'm not ready, actually. You know? It's, it's <laughs> I insane. wonder if it's because I, I watched this show. It's called The Midnight Gospel on Netflix. I've watched clips from it. And basically it's taken from a podcast that this guy was talking like philosophy, meditation stuff and all that. And he brought up like the use of like marijuana and stuff like that. You know, just things that get you out of your realm. Meditation, I think, is similar to those things. And it's natural. And I feel like with me learning from that, I've come to the point where it's it is basically what happens happens is and it could be similar to this experience is that you're brought up a roller coaster right you're going up to the top of the mountain now on the top of the mountain you see everything you see all your problems that that's what the mountain is and you go okay i can fix that i can fix that well all of a sudden now you're coming down the hill and you're overloaded with the stimulation of being able to fix it that it's like okay goodbye i can't fix this anymore and i feel like that's that's what it is for me um i've actually had times where like i was on vacation and i fell uh i kind of fell for this girl at the concert that i went to for the the rejects and i could i was at an arcade so then i was at an arcade and i'm love six and i'm playing pinball i'm like am i in an 80s movie what is this Uh, (laughs) in my life 
trying to score some points. It'll be in the blog that I got coming out. Um, nice. and I'm trying to score these points. Like trying just to focus on doing that. And all of a sudden it just, it, it was like, okay, I need to like figure out. So, uh, my friend's father was into meditation. So he was like, you can use the back porch if you want. I'll set it up for you. I was like, sure. I'll give it a shot. It kind of cool to meditate in a random place. Cause like you see that it actually feels like your home, which is kind of cool. And I did it and I was the most serene experience I've ever had. Like it was bigger than what I've done at home. And like this, so it was really cool. And then I realized I wasn't in love. It just like went away. It was because it's those emotions that are so festered in there, it, but it's so hard. You can't expect anything when going into it. You can't be like, I yeah. expect this to be this way. Um, yeah. I use a guy, uh, Raphael, oh, somebody he's Raphael something on, on YouTube. That really helps. There's probably a ton of oh. Raphael's that do meditation, but uh, he's really good. I'll, I'll send you some of the guided stuff I, I posted. Um, I it really, for some reason, it, it resonated with me because he actually does not just meditation. It's transcendental. So it's kind of like... Um, George Harrison okay. that kind of level. Okay. So it's a little, it's a lot, but it's also, it's not, it's just sitting there in silence. You're in just listening to, for a Jeez. hum. That's all it is. And it's something to focus on. You let your mind wander and then you kind of cleanse it, but it's really cool. And I've never actually really been able to speak about meditation with people. So appreciate nice. it. That was, uh, was, that was a fun experience. So uh, <laughs> we'll add that to the show. We'll put that like Jeb speaks about meditation for 20 minutes to a guest for no reason, but no, there was <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could have but, a guided yeah. meditation segment just make sure the people aren't driving because oh. that would be yeah bad. Oh, that, and he made, yeah that, that's scary like you'd be like hey guys here's a meditation segment my voice is very calming <laughs> uh please don't crash your car you're gonna crash <laughs> back in focus you know so that's i'm oh. i think i'm gonna use that as the uh the the uh thing in the beginning of the videos we do like a little clip and i'll just do that where i'm just nice. screaming and the people be like what the hell has happened here you know? <laughs> but uh thank you so much is there anything you want to share with the viewers before i end today's segment and your interview with us at unlikely places you'll be on again i'm sure we'll, we'll keep you in contact i'd love to have you on again so thank you thank you i'd love to come on again um oh, please uh, go check out my youtube channel i've got my vlog series and my music videos and there's new content all the time you can check out my Instagram, which is Cat the Performer Music, or um, if you're on TikTok, my, I am Shabadi on TikTok, <laughs> uh, trying to do the TikTok thing. So yeah, please, or if you just go to my website, catmusic.co.za, you'll find everything about me. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that video you just watched. I'm your host, Vinyl Man, Jeb of Unlikely Places, pop and rock radio show here on YouTube and more places as well, Anchor too. Please subscribe to the channel if you really enjoyed it. Send us a like and leave a comment. It's the only way it kind of keeps it in the rotation. We really need the support to get those numbers up because that helps us help you get these great guests and great podcasts your way. As always, I'll see you next time. Signing off, Final Man Jeb.